0: Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball
1: and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rayvine. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Mud villains Mudville Villains, the Mud Villains. It is Thursday, August thirty-first. The end of August, start of September. Cue up, Simon Garfunkel. <laughs> We're back. That's Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, it's not. Well, no, the twenty-first. Wait, what are night, you talking about? August, die she must. September, I. We will remember whatever the line is. Is that the boxer? No, or maybe it's uh, April, Come She Will. I don't know that song. I like Simon Are Garfunkel. You ins- I don't know that what? song. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know that song? I'm taking to Spotify. That's insane. I assumed that you as like the music I, I, I guy. I like Simon Garfunkel a lot too. On the podcast. Like I feel like I've assumed that you would know Simon and Garfunkel better than I would. And I thought that was I like think I still do, to be fair. I think you I just like have that one song, song I over think me. It honestly. It, what album was it on? i don't know i don't know their albums like that's what i mean like you would know it better than me but i kind of like that song because i think it like i think it works very well for the baseball season sure because the lyrics are like april come she will and then it's like a whole process and then in september she dies i think it might that's like the regular season let me see here oh it's on sounds of silence see i i haven't really listened through that album but kathy's song is on that album Simon and Garfunkel don't that have a song amazing. about the the
0: playoffs, but oh my god! Do you know Kathy's song? Are we gonna do a quick Simon and Garfunkel tangent?
1: That's kind of the extent of my knowledge, to be that honest. I, I was on pretty, pretty surprised you didn't know. about That album is this one is good, but it's not Bridge over Troubled
0: Water. Might be the best album. I it's I think it's my favorite album, like of
1: theirs, um, probably of well, the yeah. Area anyway, t- time we can do.
0: Brody's NPR seventies soft rock corner. Another day.
1: Once we start a Patreon, you can just like toss additional episodes onto the feed where it's just like you talking, <laughs> talking about, about music, baseball, and if anybody wants to hear it, they can listen to it. Honestly, but there's a lot that I would have to say about the Yankees. <laughs> so I, don't, I could do. That well, we'll alone. definitely. do I know it that you don't have some point. Y-
0: your interest in complaining about the Yankees
1: is gone, but I think I still feel like I yeah a lot I can say temporarily gone for sure end of august start of september and in this new uh brazen financial crimes era of major league baseball that no longer means the end of the waiver trade deadline it means all of the teams who did not sell at the trade deadline and then immediately fell off in august (laughs) bought (laughs) just drop their players and say fuck it whoever wants to pick them up can we're going to save seven million dollars right That's what the Los Angeles Angels did, folks. They cut Lucas (laughs) Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez. They waved. The Lucas Gio, wave, and Sorry, Ronaldo yeah. Lopez. And Hunter Renfro, I think. And... Uh, Hunter Renfro. And Randall Gritchick. Randall Gritchick and Randall Matt Moore. Randall passed waivers. Yeah. Already cleared waivers. Nobody wanted them. All, all five of them just waved out of nowhere. Most of them acquired at the deadline. Yep. It is the most humiliating flop I have ever seen a team... It's genuinely incredible. ...willfully take at the yeah. end of August. The Truly shameful about
0: it like the only thing that is worthy of respect is the admitting just how wrong and bad this went <laughs> like you know like this is you don't see
1: front offices be this like contrite <laughs> like, the fact know. that they're sort <laughs> yeah. of ad- admitting defeat on it now as yeah. opposed to it like the end of october or whatever yeah um yeah i don't, I don't know about that i i think um this is just an example once again of how we're seeing that major league organizations are in addition to being you know the players that we love and that we we see every day are also a financial institution that will cut half of the roster if it means it'll save them five million dollars well or in one case On the East Coast team,
0: who did the same thing, Uh, the Yankees saved eight hundred eighty thousand dollars by cutting Harrison Bader, well, waving Harrison Bader, Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, I think a lot of the uh, the reason it was just him because people were saying like, oh, what about?
1: Uh, Carlos like Quang- Carrasco was also oh, waived we should Carrasco say. Um, was the, too but the I the other east coast I think he also cleared waivers yeah he did so he's just coming right back mm-hmm. um Lucas Giolito uh Reynaldo Lopez and Matt Moore were all claimed by Cleveland off of waivers uh who had the 10th priority I tenth, saw yeah i saw a, a they lot of people cleared say through nine teams
0: before getting to cleveland
1: yeah it was it was like nine teams that were just completely wow. out of contention and then cleveland was the first one that is in such a terrible division that they're still only like i believe they're only one game what or, are the or standings? So out of the playoffs they just took a, a, a series from them over the weekend i think yeah um wow and that's amazing yeah and they
0: shut down all their pitching for pitch counts or something too it's like what what are we doing i don't know anyway now they have this trio of three new pitchers
1: yeah they're they're guardian angels yeah um (laughs) i saw (laughs) it's a little bit of a flawed system that claiming one player doesn't then send you to the back of the queue and then let yeah well it's not fantasy football (laughs) exactly (laughs) but like it it allowed one team to scoop up three players and like it i mean you know this probably won't impact the playoffs all too much anyway because the al central will very likely be non-competitive come
0: october i also have a feeling this is not a thing that's going to happen again next year so this is probably a one-off
1: like i don't be so sure i
0: mean i that was my first First thought too is like, oh well, now this is just going to be a thing. Like you're going to have August first as being the deadline, and then if you completely fucking face plant in the month of August, September first will be the waivers. I don't think that that's really viable to do again. Like the reason that this happened with the Angels specifically, and partially like the Yankees, the Mets, it's these teams that were already utter failures, completely misread their chances and their rosters and their ability. And either bought, did nothing, or sold off in a way that they had to then, you know, ditch some salary. I, I just don't see, like. I think these are all three very specific things. Like, I'm saying this is not a pattern that's going to be established. These are very specific things that are going on that happen to be the same team doing it, like you know, in three different places, and it just happens to be in the same season. But I don't think this is a thing that's
1: going to keep happening. Do you think that they would consider bringing back the August waiver trade deadline?
0: I don't remember specifically how that worked, but I I mean, it's better than this where you just have like this whole fucking, you know, a roster getting dumped off. And if baseball does believe that this is a thing that might happen again, they might reinstitute that.
1: So, you know, I think this is enough of a stain on the season, or at least as a—it is gross. Yeah, <laughs> forewarning of yeah. of an instance where it could impact the playoffs more than it probably will this year, and the league might want to get ahead of that. You know? I don't know, was Cleveland really like? Did that? How much did that
0: move the needle? Exactly. Like, you know. But, they're you know, not. in the future, yeah. it could.
1: It could impact it a lot more. I, like, you know, um,
0: if they waived Shohei, <laughs> like that's, you know, that's another conversation. But it, know, it was, you know, I it's think trade deadline, guys. Any team could have had these guys
1: for the right price a few months or a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, that's another aspect of it is that the Angels traded the number 76 prospect in baseball, right. Edgar Caro, among... Others to a- acquire these guys, then they won like nine games in the month of August and just released them. That's just a horrible, it's, horrible it's look. It's awful. Um, it's awful. It's an it's organization as bad that, as the
0: Mets spending like a hundred million dollars to sign two year olds and trading both.
1: <laughs> I think maybe like in this case, the Angels are just sort of signaling that they're flying a little bit too close to the sun here, and that the league might. No, they might. tried and failed. Well, yeah, but the league might realize that moves like this where you have a bunch of like solid players who you could reasonably extend into next year or just hang on to and, you know, keep to provide a decent product on the field for your fans for the rest sure. of the the season. You instead just dump all, all of those guys to save a little bit of money in in comparison to what these owners are throwing around on a I daily mean, basis well yeah
0: but here's the thing if you're an angels fan i, I don't think you can be too
1: upset i think like, you have to be d- disgusted and in the grand scheme of things this is probably like four percent of what you have that, to be disgusted that's about
0: like here let me just explain what i mean because sure. like by saying like not be too upset you here's what you can be mad at if you're an angels fan one artie moreno's a moron two shohei otani is going to leave Three, Mike Trout is one of the most talented baseball players who's ever played, and he's hurt all the time. Those three things, be pissed all you want. Not going to have a problem with it. This year, you know, the team actually, like they they went for talent in the offseason, arguably not the best marquee talent that was available, whatever, you can, you know, like be mad about who they got, but they did try to get pieces around the edges where they kind of needed things. It didn't really work out. A lot of guys got hurt they had some young talent they called up dudes who they drafted last year and this year and then they went for it at the deadline and like that's kind of all you can really ask for like without being successful so like you can be mad that it didn't work but i think like you know at least they tried to do something like it's you know it didn't work and it's embarrassing as shit that it worked out so poorly but i don't know like you can say hey we had shohei and they tried and it didn't work out i don't know like i you know Be mad about that, but just, it's like, you still, at least didn't roll over with, you know, with all this and and
1: died. (laughs) Can you be mad at the process if the process was a valiant attempt akin to a Eurostep layup in front of Dwight Howard? Well... (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say what is that uh i think it's from the office
0: where like um she's like can you really be mad at a three-year-old if they crashed the car when you handed them the keys it's like oh yeah you know it's, it's like, like who's, here, who's kid, really responsible it's me
1: who was in the passenger seat saying sure kid drive like well, you know thankfully that doesn't apply to the los angeles angels organization GM and it's uh, Artie moreno the uh, gm Manazian? is perry manasian uh, he's yeah. new though um i mean definitely that's right <laughs> fucking definitely i'm not gonna like give that guy much benefit of the doubt uh, Epler came to the mets <laughs> i heard a rumor nice. this week that the angels people in the organization uh drafting have such little faith in player development that they're right. drafting the highest floor guys possible who are as close to the big leagues obviously as they can be i don't think that's a bad and they're doing, strategy. An, they're doing like, an okay job of yeah, it i mean they've gotten zach know. zach netto they just drafted nolan shanuel who's come up and he's hitting like over 300 sure, um, I, that, there's not a lot of pop in his bat so there's not a lot of like ceiling there uh, he's, 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 he's like 21 a, at the oldest right like, i think he's 22 he? right now yeah um he's kind of like a james loney type okay player i mean um
0: that power shows up a little bit later anyway there's not a lot of 20 year olds within in, you know that yeah. can hit 20 30 homers like it's i that, wouldn't that shows up within your mid ben
1: joyce either the kid throwing 105 i mean i still think he's gonna figure something out um recent recent drafts they picked uh reed detmers in 2020 and he was up super fast now he's a pretty successful big league starter uh he hasn't been as good this year as i had hoped he had been but he's certainly shown flashes of dominance um like i don't think that the angels are horrible at drafting but clearly they know how bad they are at developing these players That they aren't like drafting any high school bats anymore i think that they're just looking at joe adele strike out 42 percent of the time and they're just like we will never do this again. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, you can't really blame them. When they've had a lot of like misfires with, you know, with their prospects year over year, I don't know. It's um, But their their issue still has been pitching and injuries for coming on six or seven years straight now. So, mm-hmm.
1: I two, don't know. Two That's years ago those, now. They, one they of those only- is an easier
0: problem to fix. The injuries, I, I don't know. Every team gets destroyed by injuries, but...
1: Two years ago in 2021, they drafted only pitchers. (laughs) Right. And not really many of note, I don't believe.
0: I I actually would like to check in on that at some point because I I don't remember who was in that draft.
1: Of all of the pitchers that the Angels drafted in 2021. Sure. Sam Bachman, who has okay. been in the bigs for some time. Right. Uh, Kai Bush, who was traded at this year's deadline right. along with Edgar Carroll yeah. uh, to get a guy that they cut a month later.
0: Wait, wait where did they send him? Did he go to Chicago? Chicago? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: So from one dysfunctional organization to another. <laughs> that poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Landon Marceau from LSU. Don't know who that is, so not not a good sign. How do you spell uh, his last name? marCA E A U X.
0: And he went to L S U. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Go Tigers?
1: Oh. E A U X. Go Tigers. That's a good one. Creole. Yeah. Uh Luke Murphy, Brett Carey, Jake Smith, Ryan Costu. Well, they're drafting all of the Frenchmen. Nick Jones, Braden Oldhoff, Andrew Peters. The first name I actually recognize here is Chase Silseth who's oh, been Silseth up Seth and who's who in been, the league.
0: He'd shut down the Yankees this year. Well,
1: he had been solid for a month until he got hit by an errant throw across the diamond last week and yeah. left the game and went on seven day concussion IL. Um, and then after that, Mason Albright, who is like I think okay. Mo Hanley, Eric Torres, Glenn Albanese Junior, Brandon Dufault. Mason, Erla, Nick Mondak, don't worry, Brandon. It's not your fault. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan <laughs> Burns, Marcelo Perez. So I have not
0: heard of. I mean, like not, you, you know prospects more than I. I don't know any of these guys except for Kai Bush and uh, Silseth. Not the most God. and successful I draft. Who, I would the say the first one you said was, but I do know who that Sam was. Sam Bachman. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a top Sam ten Backman pick. Sam Bachman freed. <laughs> yeah no not that guy um, he was a top 10 pick he went yeah. number nine overall i i do i i'm aware of who sam backman and kai bush and chase silseth are which is funny that chase silseth is one of those three but <laughs> that's it yeah and, yeah and so that didn't work <laughs> yes oh man Biff i think that, that was one. billy epler too wasn't it who uh, would have organized I'm not sure that about. i think it would have been which there you go Mets fans how about that (laughs) you can take that and run with it that's such a shame man and this is why so I actually was talking to my brother about this recently and I was like man I want Hal to sell the team and I want Cashman gone he was like I want Cashman gone I don't want Hal to sell the team and I was like well I mean it doesn't seem like he really gives a shit about the Yankees and he was like you it can be so much worse and I was like I can it like the whole like job security for life thing has me a little worried and like the uh, appearing to only care about the money like that has me worried. i i guess yes it can get worse like Artie moreno is in a very short list of the worst owners in baseball so like it he serves as your um cautionary tale of if you're unhappy with your ownership and you're not like the orioles the angels the um the Mets about three years ago. I'm trying to think. The Marlins, maybe.
1: Well, Artie Moreno and Jerry Reinsdorf are probably two of the three or five worst, worst. owners yeah. in in baseball in Los Angeles and in Chicago. Oh, Cincinnati. And Cincinnati also yeah. terrible, owned by the uh, Castellini family. Right. I absolutely do agree with your brother on that, though. That looking at how some of those organizations operate yeah. really puts things into perspective. How, like you like, know,
0: very middle of the road, like safe you know you like predictable you know yeah and that's okay um, <laughs> all things considered
1: and i'm not great but i've it's been all right. very open about the fact that cashman's lifetime job security is like the thing that is kind of it's driving me like away from the team like yep. i genuinely think like that is the rot at the center of the yankees organization but uh, i don't think you can even compare what's happening in new york to uh what's happening in in the Angels organization right. and in the White Sox. Because this is the first season that the Yankees are going to finish above 500. The we White Sox have been... They still might not. <laughs> they might win like 82 games. I think it's like Who they knows? have to go
0: 18 and 13 to not go under 500 yeah. for the season. Which like sounds doable, but I don't know. This team doesn't know how to win. It'd but just be a
1: moral victory. I don't know. Cares. They're about to
0: run out a complete AAA team. You know, starting tomorrow night, mm-hmm. it's Thursday. So tomorrow is Jason Dominguez's debut, which uh, it, it, we can do a minute on if you want. It's exciting, but it the season's over. It's the only thing to watch for. The Angels are. It's just like it. It's just another thing that goes to show that like it, money, also spending and everything, is not the only way out. Um, you have to have a competent GM. You have to know. Um, oh my God there's your boy. That's my guy. Let's go. Wow, that's crazy. Sorry for the interruption. We're watching the Nationals game, and a friend of mine from middle school is currently pitching for the Nets. Let's go, Joe. Oh, nice mustache. Let's go, dude. I'm rooting for you. Um, he's a lefty. Oh, he's up over five on his ERA, but he's still not, not bad. Tall dude. Big lefty. Anyway, Dominguez and Austin Wells coming up for the Yankees. We can start there because they're probably the biggest names, not just because it's the Yankees, but they're Whoa. huge prospects. And – Dominguez, we've known about him since he was literally 16, and he's now 20, so <laughs> you know he's he'll be here. Um, Austin Wells is interesting because you've been hearing him a lot in the last couple of years. He was a first round pick, I want to say in 2020, 2019, 2020 maybe. Um, I think it was 2019. Yeah, uh, came up as a catcher. They apparently are not huge on his catching ability, but I, he's going to be playing there for now, and we'll see how it goes. But. I don't know. I'm excited to watch him. I, mean, I it, you know, there's some juice in these Yankee games again now, which
1: is helpful. The main thing that I think to note about Jason Dominguez is that we he was hit with an incredibly unfair comparison yes. right out of the gate by the hacks at MLB Network who compared him to Mickey Mantle and Mike Trout. Yeah, that's which, when he was six or 15 mm-hmm. or 16. It's just not right, which <laughs> like, of course is an incredibly Clickbaity thing to say about anybody, let alone a 16-year-old. Especially a 16-year-old signing for the max international
0: bonus money with the Yankees. Yeah. That's all like a perfect storm.
1: That's going to drive headlines no matter who the prospect is. When it's somebody coming up for the Yankees, that's putting an incredible amount of pressure on a kid who can only barely drive. Um, I think Dominguez has handled it very well. Uh, It certainly led to a big roller coaster and I think and how he had been evaluated throughout the league. You know, there were there were times throughout like <laughs> he was twenty nineteen, then he was twenty twenty <laughs> when people were talking about how he could be like the number one prospect in all of baseball. Right. And then he started to underperform a little bit and then the pendulum swung on him way too far where a lot of people were saying he wasn't gonna be an impact player. But all things considered, he has been very young for every level that he's played at. Uh, he has hit the ball incredibly well over the past few years. The past like two months, especially, he has been on a tear. Um, and I think that Yankees fans, us included, are are very right to be excited about Jason dominguez yeah. and austin wells jason especially but there were a number of, of other call-ups throughout the league as well a few guys we have already seen in the league uh brett Beatty from the mets colton Cowser from the orioles the cubs are calling up uh alexander canario for the first time uh we haven't seen him yet i feel like the cubs have had a number of outfield prospects for the past few years that have just like been in their system for so long. We've just never actually seen any of them come up. Like it's sure. been Canario for one, but uh, Brennan Davis and Kevin Alcantara, and uh Owen casey even like he's killing the ball right now i feel like there are just like so many guys who we've we've heard about forever and we've never actually seen so it's nice to get to see one of them debut and uh, canario there i think the cubs do have a lot to be excited about
0: yeah um you know what we should also uh, like the waiver claim we we didn't really mention who took a lot of the waiver guys uh other than cleveland the reds took hunter renfro and harrison bader
1: I'm very, um, very interested in that. Yeah. And
0: they had already called up a lot of the guys that you would have expected to be September call ups. So their farm system has really been a lot of the guys that have been obviously with Ellie, but more than that, I mean Spencer Steer and a few other the uh um their rookies, like I, I can't remember their they have a rookie pitcher also. Is Ashcraft a rookie?
1: Ashcroft is in his uh, second year. Right. Um, Andrew Abbott is the, Abby, He's that's the one, one who's going crazy. The other A. Um yeah. anyway, so they got Harrison
0: Bader and Hunter Renfro, which is two veteran bats and you know, pretty good defense um, for a team that that's kind of what they were missing. Maybe a little bit more pitching, but you can only get who falls to you in the waiver wire and who you have in your system has already been there again. I I'm really kind of in on the reds right now. <laughs> they're just so entertaining i'm definitely um,
1: really excited about the fun. reds they electric team they've called up so many uh infielders already with of course uh, ellie de La cruz and spencer steer matt yeah. McLean. they were already pushing some of them including christian and strand into the outfield and then that was causing a log jam in their outfield. So the fact that they're now adding two more quality starters, you know. Yeah. I imagine that. Uh, like, you know, MLB established guys. Like, really, you know. Veterans. Like, yeah. yeah, veterans. You don't um, have to think about it. MLB players.
0: <laughs> not, I, not prospects.
1: I can imagine with the level of offense that. The Reds have um, Renfro will essentially never face a right-handed pitcher. Definitely not. And Bader um, will be their eight or nine hole hitter. So. Or just a <laughs> or d- seven defensive replacement late game even. I, don't I, know. I
0: feel like he's going to start just because of his defense. And I, think I do agree with that,
1: the, but I, I'm he's, not like he's entirely gonna hit low in certain. The order. Oh, and I'd also like to mention, quick before I forget, uh, the Mets also calling up Ronnie Mauricio. And Brett uh, Beatty, well, by I, the way. I said Beatty. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry. I missed, I missed yeah. a Mauricio, so i wanted to to mention uh, yeah. him as well he had cooked in the minor leagues for quite a while uh it's great to have him up now so um very very nice september call-ups very exciting Do you um, think brian de la cruz gets a lot of like
0: really confusing like dms and like interactions and shit
1: from people who think he's ellie yeah
0: <laughs> i could see it yeah I, I mean, think they, that's they fair. They must like be like, case. I thought he was on the, the Cincinnati, not Miami. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> this to... guy doesn't seem that great. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyway. they trade him? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, I think. Sorry, Brian the... DeLay. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, he's a great hitter. Yeah, yeah Very, very uh, underrated player. I was rooting for the Marlins a bit. I wanted to see if they could yeah. make a playoff push. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. But they had a chance for a while. Tough division. The Braves on top. Not going to um, win it. I do think that this is a the NL's rough man. Yeah, it's a tough, it's it's t- uh, all tough them. going. Honestly,
0: there. all of the like every wild card is going to be a fucking battle. I'm excited. The White Sox announced that Pedro Grafal will remain as the manager going into next season after firing everybody except for him. And, so that's interesting. Um,
1: and they announced that uh, Chris Getz would be hired as the new GM from within, as opposed to AAA an external guy,
0: hire, which people had said they were going to go external. And
1: they they also brought back Tony LaRussa as a consultant, which he is a sounds like it should corpse. be a joke. Yeah, like it's like, it's like bringing in it's Mitch real. McConnell <laughs> <It's> just, now. <laughs> yeah, they their their next manager is Diane Feinstein. Um. Oh my God. yeah no white Sox fans are done and I, I i don't mean like people are saying oh i'm done with this team i mean they're actually saying things will not change until it is sold or jerry reinsdorf dies or is out of the picture um but
0: even then what's he does he have a kid that he's
1: going to give it to probably like, I mean, how old they is all do reinsdorf? i don't know probably well, old
0: i would also just you know i like do you know the story of illich in detroit like yes uh, Mr. i do I, like he was you know he went for it like that's how they ended up with all that pitching and talent when you know miggy first got there and the whole thing
1: when mike illich
0: was alive yes and then his son he he chris dies dies takes over and yeah. chris takes over and you can now see what the tigers are now but uh, it's just you know so again and not that reinsdorf is anything worth you know being excited about in general but it's just i don't know like if it has to pass to a son it could and the yankees too by the way it it can be worse so as bad as things are now mini reinsdorf might not want to spend a dime on anything you know not that they do now but you know
1: And we've seen just this year, too, the owners in uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, uh, both of whom also our sons inherited the teams from their their fathers, just outright admitting to the media, we're not going to be able to keep our young cores because we don't don't want to financially commit to them. We would have to jack up the prices a ton. I think um, every
0: fan of the team would not give a shit if you had to pay like 20 bucks for a beer if it meant that you got to keep Adley Rushman and Ellie De La Cruz.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's like... Other podcasts, I believe, have a bit more intelligent things to say on that than we do. But That's um, fair. Goes along with what's happening in Los Angeles with dumping all of their waiver players, which is just owners seem to be saying the quiet part out loud and more not to and more. circle
0: back but again with the whole how could be worse thing he personally got involved because he went over the gm's head to bring back their homegrown star player whereas other teams are admitting that they're going to let them go before they're even you know like years away from being out of team control like you know again just could be worse yeah but still not great And other teams really need to uh, bring back your homegrown players because that's how you make money in the league if you want to be a great
1: owner, and that's how you win and play entertaining baseball and do the right thing for your fans. It's (laughs) almost like establishing a consistent on-field presence creates a brand that you can then market to a community and to a city and to fans all over the world yeah you know i i hate talking about baseball like this but if that's what what they have to do fine then that's how we'll do it you want to create a legitimate business for yourself pay your players yeah not that hard um but yeah there was potentially a very scary incident in Chicago last Friday uh, as two women were shot during the White Sox Athletics game it caused mass confusion it was incredible it, it, it was an incredibly bizarre situation it did not situation. cause mass hysteria which no. if you
0: watch the video is very confusing cuz i was i saw the headline like People shot at a baseball game, like, and then they were like, This was outside. And then they're like, No, it was in the stadium. Look at this video. And I was like, I don't see people. Running like there's no, I don't know. It seemed very confusing. Go on,
1: i yeah, no, I, I barely even noticed. I, I watched the video without sound, and I like I, I couldn't even see when anybody got shot. I was expecting they would be like, oh yeah, there you go, everybody's running. But no, didn't happen. But you know, it it created all of these rumors that that it might have come from gunfire outside of the stadium, which would have been incredibly scary, right? You know, um, it turns out that was not the case. What happened, Nolan? This bizarre shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field, which, first of all, made, stadium name in sports. made me realize what a dog shit name for a stadium Guaranteed oh. Rate Field is. Oh. Like, get get the fuck out of here with the that. Fuck My lord. Here. Terrible. Turned out to be the result of a woman who snuck a gun into the stadium through the metal detectors in the flaps of her belly fat.
0: That is... For, oh, okay, first of all, impressive Because, like, how does it not It doesn't detect it through Human fat? Like, does she Know that? And she's well, like, well, I have to beat The metal detector It sent like, off the, the metal
1: detector three times Oh, I didn't know that And they but, just couldn't find what it was They couldn't so they let it through They couldn't find what it was And I have to imagine the employees <laughs> Weren't going to be like, ma'am, can you lift up The flaps of your oh fucking my stomach Oh god <laughs> We think there's a gun in there. (laughs) Like, at that
0: point. Although this lady did just ruin it for every, like, you know, overweight person on the planet because things are about to get a lot worse for them real soon. (laughs) Every fat guy is being
1: gut-checked in every stadium in America from now on. Yeah. If
0: you needed any other, uh, you know, excuses or motivation to lose some weight that's really
1: unfortunate <laughs> god to be faced with that situation of i of uh, either having to offend somebody by asking them to lift up their <laughs> their s- stomach or having to be like well this woman keeps setting off a uh, metal detector but we don't have really any other choice i guess she's but just we also
0: probably would not fit maybe it's just like what is Setting it, maybe your belt, like whatever. Maybe you have high iron in your blood, like you know. (laughs) Maybe this is just kind of like a
1: metallic lady. I don't know. Yeah, she has.
0: She could have a plate in her head, which she might have a plate in her, you know, thigh now after what happened. She's got something in her head. uh, (laughs) So
1: of course she sneaks this gun into the stadium. It goes off during the game. It hits her. In the the abdomen hits another woman in the the leg um, who was with awful. her. It was like her her guest.
0: We should say this is an awful situation. It's just like so. The, the circumstances are so ridiculous
1: that it's funny mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know if if it was like a stranger who was hit i would feel considerably right. worse you know this is certainly a case of somebody doing this on. to themselves yeah like the, there are just so many layers here like not only to this woman's stomach but also to this incredibly american story you it's know so american. like that's what i said Im- immediately when you told me this is what happened first of all just the Mental state that somebody has to be in to say to themselves, okay, we're going to go watch the White Sox play the A's and right. the, the most in, in the midst of the most disappointing God. season in, in our team's history playing the, the most irrelevant roster ever Constructed by an owner Who is moving the team To Las Vegas In what's certain to be The lowest stakes Sporting event I mean, In America this year So obviously we're bringing the possible. gun Right <laughs> sweetie pack the gun obviously we're gonna up the blower at guaranteed rate field <laughs> well
0: if i have to go watch s yuri ruiz i must have my heater
1: <laughs> the obvious thing that that you go straight to is the conservative gun fetish in america and the history that the oh, republican God. party has of being so brazen about endorsing radical gun rights in the wake of hundreds of devastating Wait, what? They do shootings you know Since when? many of which kill school children and kindergarteners and are just horrid awful acts of, of violence that works. are unable to Terrible. be reckoned with in what we claim to be a polite society um, I, I think also this is just an incredible example of true crime brain that's like,
0: an interesting way to frame it
1: Yeah, the idea that anybody that you meet in any location is an inherent threat to your life it's a completely that makes you more of a threat than the the imaginary people that you are you know thinking are
0: out there at the white Sox game because guess what you're the one with the gun at the baseball game
1: (laughs) which this woman promptly found out when she fired it into her leg yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah yeah, treating anybody that you meet as an inherent threat to your life is a completely unhinged way to live and like this is probably the most cartoonish example of it that i can think of like If you have to think that
0: hard about sneaking it through the metal detector, don't you think nobody else would be able to get one through the metal detector? Although she got it in. What a fucking terrible look for Chicago
1: White Sox security. I mean enjoying a, a nice and relaxing day at like the ballpark you know at the risk of sounding cliche is what life is all about you know it's, it really you know should be at least if you can't enjoy that without the comfort of knowing that you have a loaded gun in your pocket i don't know then you have serious mental issues <laughs> yeah. to work through with a therapist yeah Then you take into account that this was an active investigation for days that was rumored to have been gunfire from outside the stadium and that it ended with the term belly fat is insane. Like, I do
0: remember seeing, like, you know, I saw the the Twitter thing. Like, I got the notification. It was, like, shots fired from within fucking guaranteed rate field and i was like wait what the fuck like i have to read into this i have to go through it then all of the comments were like this is outside then they posted the video and they're like see nobody's even worried like this is definitely not within the stadium and like all this you know all these things and then for it to be this like again cartoonish is the only word like this is like a joke from curb your enthusiasm like it's
1: what does a pregnancy test look like? Oh, so this is definitely a gun. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I just need it with me always. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, oh God. again, the person that I really empathize with here is the employee who was clearly faced with the task of having to ask a lady to reveal what's in her belly flap.
0: <laughs> right, you only have like, like a
1: handful of options there. I mean the situation that the security guard found himself in is not one that I would like to be in myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's not one that I envy. No, not at all. Um, But we clearly know which option he went with, which is, I guess this lady's just kind of metallic. She's just go ahead. Possibly robotic. Yep. And then she went,
0: no, she didn't wait. How did it get fired?
1: Do we know that? Like, incompetence i assume like did but she didn't shoot it like on purpose guns just go off man no i know that but i'm saying like
0: (laughs) this is america they just pop but like yeah did she like
1: you can ask childish gambina try to shoot it no like okay she didn't know. She did not try it to shoot. She just like it. went off. It, it within, went off in her pocket. Within the roll. It shot her it either shot her in the abdomen and her friend in the leg, or her in the leg and her friend in the abdomen. I'm assuming
0: it was her in the abdomen. I would to also be assume that. And then it probably would be like
1: sh- And then it got her friend in the leg. It like
0: JFK'd and Governor
1: of Texas. Mm hmm. Yeah they What was
0: the name of the governor again?
1: John Connolly. That's right. Also the name of a successful mystery author. Ah. Interesting, yeah. There's a little fun little tidbit for you. Interesting tidbit, yeah, yeah. We uh we started JFK. <laughs> we had an, an interesting week. uh We had our new roommate moved in, and then like last night we had a long conversation, which resulted in us watching the movie t- JFK.
0: conspiracy, like you know, showcase JFK.
1: <laughs> is it even a conspiracy movie at this point? No, it's it just like, like a, it just happened? presents
0: like you know a very plausible theory as to. Well what happened
1: it's incredibly and it's like interesting at the, you know
0: like or at least i didn't finish it but like so far like the part that gets uh that i'm to is like it keeps on like presenting you with all these things and daring you to say like do you really think that this isn't what happens like over and over and over again with like the uh the kevin Costner character
1: yeah like oliver stone like, especially if you put it into the context of oliver stone's career like as a naive vietnam vet like who made the the movie platoon and right. born in the fourth july and so on like the fact that this is a, a movie about the events that led up to the Vietnam War and the fact that a president who was going to prevent the war was killed and then immediately the one who they replaced him with signed off on quote unquote continuing right. to aid the government against the North communist to, insurgents. Yeah. Or, um, which we South obviously Vietnam, know how North that Vietnam, ended with back. thousands of American troops fighting overseas, including Oliver Stone, who then came back to make this movie.
0: There was no duty, like no obligation, whatever. You weren't fighting the big bad in Europe like it was you know in World War II or whatever. This was like very clearly the you know the imperialist war and everything and if if you don't know all of this i don't i don't know what you're doing but it's you know um like my dad always talks about how there were you know kids a few years above him in high school who were getting drafted and killed and like he always thought it was going to be him and you know it's that's like a terrifying time to have been 16 15 16 17 18 you know I yeah, have, it I have was, a lot of family friends who I know were there. It's like don't talk about man. it. It's you know
1: yeah. Um, it was the I think your stepdad. It, like, yeah, it's, yeah. absolutely. I yeah, think yeah. that a, a good way to to frame it is that it was the first war. You know, when you think of like Civil War, World War One, World War Two, whatever right. that that wasn't fought against what was a genuine threat to the republic and right. to life itself. You know, right. like. It was the first one that was instead uh in was operation an operation meant was, to yeah. enrich the military industrial complex, much like every right. war fought since. Yeah. And JFK is a very good movie that establishes a very interesting theory About how that went down Have you ever it's seen a uh, Apocalypse Now? Yes I love Apocalypse Now I need now. to watch that yeah. well, You know what we'll, we'll watch it tonight even uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe not tonight maybe But we'll watch tonight. it
0: But um, We'll watch it very that- soon Full Metal Jacket is that Vietnam? It is. That's uh, Stanley Kubrick That was fucking great.
1: Very very good movie. Uh, That I need to watch that one again too because I don't. I think that the last like hour or so went totally over my head the first time that I watched it, which was like five or six years ago. You don't
0: expect it if you've never seen it and you don't know that Uh it like it's two short films essentially. Like it, like there's not. Well, yeah, it's like kind of a disjointed story between the first half and the back half. Like mm-hmm. the first story is you know private pile and the whole thing, and then the back half is like they're and well, it's are they Ho Chi sort of, men and like you yeah. know, going around. Yeah, it's different. it's
1: meant to be very like disorienting. Yeah. Anyway, that's it's the Vietnam war corner <laughs> movies, dude. they they're good. No, there's a lot of really good. Well, that's like a very you know like the art movement
0: at the time was extremely strong, and there was a lot. Yeah. a lot of people who had access to things for the first time and when they came back they had a lot of really good stories to tell and the, the people, were people were actually on the anti-war side which that really helps for you yeah. know the commercial aspect of it so it's people
1: yeah. were actually seeing the war on their televisions right that too yeah people want to know about it
0: Anyway, uh, if you like war, keep an eye out for our Patreon episode about the Vietnam War. <laughs> Where we talk about the Gulf
1: War and Iran-Contra. Desert
0: Storm and, ooh, the Contras. That yeah. would actually be fun. We could do a, well, I don't know about fun, but it would be interesting. We would have to <laughs> expand to our CIA borders to do like
1: a straight up Man. episode about that. Yeah. We're yeah, still technically we a baseball podcast. We baseball. Yeah. We would have... <laughs> We'll oh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll think about it. We have to we'd have to rebrand. I think yeah <laughs> so maybe not. But well, I, we'll think, see. I think that'll be it for this week on Mudville. We'll do American Sniper. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never I've never seen that actually. Really? Yeah, it'd be oh good that's an interesting
0: one. Man, there's a scene with a baby that is terrible because the baby is like a literal doll and they're like shaking it and throwing it around and it looks so fake. It's really funny. That they movie have- isn't terrible, but it's just like very you know. Look how awful this dude who murdered children has it now that he's home.
1: Like, you know. Yeah, they haven't really made the Iraq movies like they did about Vietnam. They haven't, yeah, no. they haven't been able to find that. As they were a, very
0: sympathetic. Whereas yeah. not so much.
1: Yeah. Back they're in the day. All, they're all like the green berets now. Yeah. But that'll do it for anyway. us. What a, what a good note to end on. Uh, so. Yeah, if you haven't, by the way, if, if you're like new, anybody over. 30 who has seen the movie jfk probably turned this off a long time ago but if you didn't thank you so much for sticking through with us uh if you could please give us a five star rating and review on spotify or apple or wherever uh we just added on to pocket casts this week uh, which was brought to my attention uh so there are Clearly like a number of like exterior apps that yeah, if podcasts are on that I don't know anything about. So it's our um, job to find you, not your job yeah, to if, find us. If you like exactly day, like which it, was interesting. Yeah. If you like our podcast, um and you want it to be on a platform that you like, hit us up yeah, and, us and we'll stuff. do it. That's gonna do it for us. Although wait, this,
0: that's kind of a paradox because they would have had to find the podcast in order to ask for the podcast to be somewhere where it they is usually like a find their podcast. Chicken and an
1: eggs yeah, it yeah. It's a very specific scenario, but if you find that it applies to you, please hit us up. Let us know. And also if
0: you have any feedback in general we'd like to hear about. Yeah. No. Just like hit us up. If you want to
1: say anything, you want us to watch a movie or go do anything. Yeah. No
0: taking requests.
1: Mm -hmm. Anyway. We'll Uh, see you guys next week. Yep. That'll do it. Goodbye. Bye.